Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Happy New Year! <laughs> Welcome back to Fake. We Mama's live is back. to see another day. Happy August in Arizona as well, where it's basically, I always describe it to my East Coast friends as blizzard season reversed. This mm-hmm. is the month where I do not go outside during the day if I don't have to. See, I call it hibernation season. So yeah. same, same. Same thing. Well, same, same. We need uh, none of that. It's, we actually have, I'm pretty sure there's a heat advisory for y'all. We get them up here and it's heat advisory under 4,000 feet. And I think we're 4,500 here. So, yeah, probably. And apparently my new house is like dead center of where all of the haboobs hit. <laughs> apparently. They leave that off the buyer's documents of your new home. Right. They really did. Those uh, pictures were been, amazing. Yeah. There's only been two haboobs so far this season that I recall. But uh, both of them hit us so bad. It was crazy. Like, just the other day, a couple days ago, it hit. And, like, the whole sky first just turned bright red, bright orange, right? Because it's that mm-hmm. orange dust coming through. Everything turns bright orange. And that, then as the thickness of the dust comes through, I had this uh, palm tree in my neighbor's yard. It's like a palm tree in, in my back neighbor's front yard, okay? So it's like right. a house and then in their front yard. Uh, so I was just watching it as soon as the red hit I was like wow that's crazy I wonder how long I'm gonna be able to see that and sure enough by the time you know the thick stuff had it was gone I couldn't see it at all I was like wow and if you're not from Arizona and you haven't seen Google 2018 monsoon haboobs in Phoenix and you'll see this brown cloud that rolls over it looks like the end of times it's crazy. Oh, yeah. And I live there, so I remember them, but um, up here we don't get, we get these weird rainstorms, not not the haboobs so much. We don't have as much flat area where I live. Look, I'm going to give everybody the best uh, the best resource ever. If you want to see the coolest, most amazing video and photo of Arizona monsoon season and haboobs and our storms, go to Mike Oblinsky Olbinski photography. So it's M I K E O L B I N S K I photography. Nice. Oh my God. This guy. This is the guy that is, he's the guy who does the videos. Like when you see the high quality videos of Arizona monsoon and haboob, they're usually mm-hmm. from him. Nice. Uh, and yeah, sure enough, he's got this incredible photo of our from the other day crazy there were some crazy ones floating around the internet that i you know like so i don't live in phoenix i live about 
hour and a half, two hours from where Bridget lives. And I know when a storm is hitting Phoenix because I suddenly get my phone starts lighting up with everybody I know has suddenly gone live on Facebook. So <laughs> when a storm hit down there, it was so funny this last storm. I was uh, somewhere with like other people and my phone was just, and I usually have my phone on silent and I had it on, actually had the ringer on. So it was like beeping like crazy. And it actually made people go, what the hell? Like somebody die and <laughs> pull my phone out. And sure enough, like eight people, 10 people I knew had all just gone live and it was all this dust storm hitting. Uh-huh. Or the weather hitting. Oh my God. Oh, we're so so weather starved here in Arizona as well. We're so happy with rain and so everybody is so ecstatic if there's a storm. We we're desperate desperate for weather. I mean, and we did get some rain too, so that was kind of nice. I liked it. Our humidity's been crazy. We finally stopped raining, but we've been raining all summer. It's been wonderful. It's really been wonderful i know the plants i know all your jasmine loves it so how have you been spent what almost a month or a month so much has gone on i'm glad we took our little uh hiatus for a little while i had a lot of family stuff to deal with and all kind of other stuff and needed to focus in on you know some of my business and all that stuff after the move and so Crazy. We haven't even talked to each other that much because we uh, just took a all. break from everything. Yeah. Yeah, at all. It's been crazy, but really good to be able to focus in and kind of get things checked off the list, so to speak. And um, yeah, for sure. I yeah, took a little getaway. This next little next little phase of activity. Yeah, I did a little getaway. Took a short. I don't know, maybe long weekend it wasn't even a week but took a few days and the hubs and i ran off to las vegas for yes. our anniversary getaway and that was nice i needed Congratulations. I, thank you for uh, what we are we at 15 14 years married and 19 years together so next year will be a fun one 20 20 years um yeah I and just Al and i had an anniversary while we were on hiatus as well. See, we're all kinds of like seven and eleven year mark right now. Nice, nice. We seven. didn't do the Vegas thing like everybody usually. We just mostly did sleeping and a lot of sleeping <laughs> and uh, a couple of shows, a couple of Cirque du Soleil shows, and some great food. I um don't. Part of living in a small town and part of working from home is not a lot of um, outside stimulation of <laughs> fancy food and clothes and all that. So it was nice to have five days of dressing up and going out. And we had Greek food one night because we were married in Greece. So I wanted to have. Uh, lost there. The trip Trip, trip to Vegas was a great time. I got the last thing I was saying was I eat got to eat at Jose Andreas, one of my all time favorite chefs I've been following for forever and ever. Um, red, I was like, what? Yes. Oh, 
It was so good. The the desserts were good. That little cone shaped salmon tartare, and it had trout roe, and it was so pretty. But it was it looks bigger in pictures, but it was just bite sized enough to pop in your mouth. Um, amazing. So that was fun. And I don't do food real well. I got sick a couple times, unable to uh, keep it all down. But as Steve, I told Steve, I would throw up Jose Andreas food all over again because <laughs> it was it was fine. I would go back and eat the next day. I don't do well um, with food keeping it down all the time and I kind of knew I was combining too many things so I kind of knew what I I, I knew right. I was going to be in trouble kind of and I didn't give a shit it's like no I'm doing this but yeah if I throw up I throw up if I don't I don't but it was real Spanish food that I remember eating in Spain which is one of the things that I talk about all the time about all my travels I've gotten to travel a lot with Steve and Nothing matches the Spanish food. So that was fabulous. That was my favorite part of the past month was eating Jose Andreas's Spanish tapas. What about in the cannabis well, world? Well, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah, it was amazing. I love a good food experience myself. And it's very hard in a small town. And I'm in the restaurant business, um, which... I am invited to food shows because I'm in the restaurant business and food shows are basically what all the food providers show off their latest offerings that you can buy prepackaged, pre-cooked, pre-assembled, all the desserts that come like the little oranges that have sorbet in them. They're already all done and in a box and you buy them whole and just all these pre-made desserts. So when I go out to eat, especially in a tourist town, which is where I live, is in a tourist town. I know what's cooked and what's not cooked food. I know what's from the food show because I was at the same food show. So it does make it hard to go out and eat when you know it's just packaged crap that I could order from Shamrock or U.S. Foods and have delivered, and it would be the same. It's, you know, It might as well be a TV dinner in my brain. So it was nice to have right. Nice to have some, you could tell this food was all cooked and fresh and original and real. And it was all about the presentation. Everything was presented very glamorously. So that's very nice. That's, that's funny because that actually uh, ties into what I was spending a lot of time on uh, the last 24, 48 hours or whatever, which is trying to find a resource locally that does like meal prep type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I could just purchase meals already made because I sometimes would really like that and we eat fast food or whatever else and end up spending as much or more as what I'm finding the prices are on a lot of these things. But I'm semi-worried. I mean, I think they, they have to be licensed and permitted and stuff. Uh, There's still some risk, but they're, they, they, were, they yeah. used to be a lot more popular and I'm definitely a fan of the concept and I have a cousin back east who planned her meals. She's a nurse or she was a student when she used to do it, but she would, her and her daughter would spend one whole Sunday literally and cook for two weeks and make their own prepped meals and put them in the freezer 
and then pull them right. out all week. Um, but that's where those box services came in. And I actually had a negative experience with one of those box, as you know, <laughs> you probably yeah. saw me posting about it. Um, one of those box services, I've tried them all. And being in the restaurant business, I get so sick of thinking about food. I don't even want to talk about it. And I already have my food issues. So add those two things together. The food boxes are great. Um, And by food box, I'm talking about the meal services that you order online. So I have tried them all. And I use plated for probably. Have you ever just tried any kind of a local person that does it or not? I don't trust anybody. A local company? You don't trust anybody. I don't. I, don't, I totally understand what you're saying right now. Not in a house. And no, I, know you. I, I don't trust people because people will brag about how much they know. And then they'll take hot food and put a lid on it and put it in the refrigerator with nowhere for the heat to escape. And they're literally right. creating all kinds of bacteria in your food. And they're, they I found aren't. one that claims to be an actually a catering company, a licensed catering company. And then this is a service they provide. Yep. That, would that sound logical or much safer? No? Yeah, no, no, it could be. It's just, yeah, and you, potentially. You got to see if you like what they make. That's the next right. step. They have a keto menu, which keto isn't necessarily my version, but it would be good for me. It would work well for me. Yeah, and there's. We'll have to see. That's my big uh, realization. One of my big realizations for this weekend is. Uh, Okay, need to take better care of myself, need to da, 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 integrate yes. love myself, um, but one of those things being food, and it's really my lunches, honestly, that are the biggest problem, You might because like, I just get look, busy, and I forget, look and at, I don't have the groceries. Look at Sun, so Sun Basket was, Sun Basket was too healthy for me, uh-huh. <laughs> for normal people, I think it's, um, perfect but they didn't I, you and I as we've mentioned have complete opposite dietary requirements I'm high carb you're no carb basically um, right so the sun basket was basically a no carb or very few carbs and a lot of fiber and a lot of vegetables all things that I can't eat so it was like but I loved the quality I loved the recipes it's very high quality and for what you might pay um for the pre-made meals you might like this this would cover your lunches for the week for sure because there's i think the two meal two person meals would feed the three of you oh interesting there was always plenty i don't know if you know like make cornell's in a side of mac and cheese to go with it you know like if he still needs his carbs right that's kind of what i kept ending up doing was making a, some kind of side with it because right it wasn't carby enough for me but then it just became too much work but and i, I had to pick out too many of the vegetables i can't eat i mean like i'm i literally can't eat certain vegetables but they i they would do a great job of making healthy eating healthy. interesting so I would definitely look at that price comparison wise to having someone else do it. Yeah. It's really yeah. all it's fresher because then it's not sitting in your fridge and you have a little more control of how it's seasoned or whatever. Um, right. 
but there's a little something about that freshness of cutting the vegetables and eating them right away versus somebody else, you know, they might have been sitting around for a week. Right. Yeah. Although I generally want stuff cooked into other stuff anyways, you know, like I don't want a salad. Right. That's that's why you would like this because it's a lot of grains and veggies and then more exotic seasonings that you're not going to go buy a jar of because it's 20 bucks and use it once. But they right. send it to you for that recipe, and then you get to learn right. how to combine yeah. citrus and spice yeah. and creamy and crunchy. So it's also very um, like educational. Very much things that you're you you will use in your toolbox later in life to create your own yeah. style of cooking. Yeah, I highly recommend that one. I had an incident with a different company called Marley Spoon. And uh-huh. I don't think they were the problem. I think the delivery company was the problem. They lied and said the box came and it never came. Mm. But the barley spoon response was basically when I emailed them and said I didn't get my box, I got a reply, an auto reply that said, due to our big growth, we can't get back to you. It may take 24 hours. And that just pissed me off. Because <laughs> it's like, would you have rather have got nothing? I would have rather have just sent them sent the auto reply. We will get back with you within twenty four hours. I think that would have been fine. That got the message across. Don't tell so me. So what that. about it? Did you not like? Just you know, out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a new customer and I'm having uh-huh. problem with my food. I don't want right. to be told that you're too busy because you're growing too fast to take care right. of your customers. You have too many new customers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I told him that I was polite. And it wasn't like raging. I mean, because the 24-hour answer time is reasonable. You know, I mean, yeah, like, okay, was, yeah, give me a, in 24 hours, please. That's cool. Yep. Yep. I was fine with all that. And I wrote. I said, it just, I said, usually if someone's using this, it's because they're upset already. And it's probably not the best marketing idea to be telling people that you're growing too big to help them. And it was It's so funny awesome. because this is, you know, off our topic, normal, our normal topic of cannabis, but it is definitely in line with kind of my whole, you know, operations, marketing, all that good stuff. But I'm always, I see how people do this in written communication. They over communicate because they're trying to deliver a difficult message of some sort, or they feel like it's a difficult message for some reason. And by the way, that's usually always like a hangup of their own, right? Why they feel like it's a difficult message. Um, for sure but whether it is or is not a difficult message a bunch of extra words doesn't make it better necessarily sometimes it's best to just like get to the point and respect that your readers whoever's on the receiving end of this is smart enough to you know just receive the facts as they are and not need you to put all your extra stuff into it sometimes don't need the whole story and that would have been fine had it been at that and i would have just been annoyed and then thought, well, they're not very smart marketers. And that would have been it. However, when I it's did get a up. reply, the guy is like, oh, okay, well, I'll send you $10. <laughs> like, no, right. no, 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 no. I didn't get any food. You're not sending me $10. You're giving me a right. refund. And then it right. just literally was, then the CEO sent me some, because I canceled the plan. The CEO says, well, talk to me. Don't leave. So I sent him an email. And uh-huh. explained my situation very politely. And he replied that he was going to have somebody else get back to me. So basically pass the buck again, which for your marketing background, pissed uh-huh. me off. At that point, I was right. p- from annoyed to pissed off. Right. Because this is now we really well. have a problem, people. 
who else but the CEO can actually handle the situation? Why does there like need to be him? Why did they have to go this high? Why didn't you just freaking give me my refund like a, oh, three days ago? So I ended up getting two weeks of meals free and my refund. So we oh, are giving good. them a try. Yes. Since they since they insisted on making it so complicated. So let's talk about cannabis and customer service because that was another adventure I had on our break. Yeah. Um, I had a negative dispensary experience, which I don't have a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few, and they're mostly more, I would say, an annoyance, um, n- not really angry. I was really angry <laughs> this time. Tell all. Tell all. So I went to one of the newer dispensaries in my area. Um, I had a friend, actually, who was doing a promo there, and I was more going even to say hi to them and I think they had a buy one, get one or something that sounded good. And I, that combo was enough to have me drive the half hour one way, 20 minutes, half hour one way to go to this particular shop, mm-hmm. which is new to the area. So I get there, I pop in, I check in, thank the girl for the referral. She had just given me a referral recently to a new certification doctor and that had gone really well. So I said, oh, thanks for the referral. It was great say hi to my friends i go back get in line in the dispensary area in the shop area and basically long story short this dispensary is set up where they have their product around the peripheral edges of the shop and where you can kind of look at it and sort of there's like little clipboards you could write down what you want And then you go up to the desk and they have everything behind them and they pull it and ring you up and check you out. Mm -hmm. So there's five stations and there's somebody at each station. So I go, I walk right up to the empty station and I notice there's a wallet on the counter and I'm like, Oh, and he kind of just looks down at the wallet. Like there's somebody here. And sort of one of those nonverbal communications. Like we both kind of like, Oh, oh," you know, like, and I just took a step back thinking, she must have just stepped away for a second or something. Right. So I'm waiting and not really paying much attention, looking around. Um, I noticed that she, I finally noticed there's a girl over at the rack of vapes, picking vapes. <coughs> she comes back, starts checking out. Meanwhile, an old lady comes in and walks up to a register like three down from me that had like literally opened up as she walked in. And she walks right up, and I was like, all right, a little lady's getting ahead of me. That's fine. She she shouldn't be waiting in line anyway. You know what I mean? Like, no big deal. I just got cut. That's fine. So he starts chit-chat with this girl. He's still not acknowledged. So he yes, does. Oh. Yes. He doesn't acknowledge me. He's talking to the girl. She says, I need to go to the restroom and walks away. I was like, what? Really? (laughs) Still mid-transaction. So then another guy walks in and walks straight up to a counter that opens up. And so that's two people. Meanwhile, this guy doesn't say anything while the lady's in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I'm looking from person to person trying to see if like somebody else is going to finish up. I need to move out of the line. Nobody will make eye contact. He doesn't, 
you would expect wouldn't you expect him to like look up and go hey sorry about that why don't you move to this line they'll be right with you or tell one of your coworkers, right hey four people have gone ahead of her now because not a peep so i was at that italian stage where i knew it was better if i didn't speak at all <laughs> and i left i just walked out told the girl at the door I might have said something along the line of no one in there gives a fuck as I left. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Asshole. <laughs> all dudes all look like they hate their job. All look like they gave no shits about anything. Um, I tell you what. More and more and more, I realize how much I enjoy working with women, being around women, talking to women. I like, it was so funny, last night, <clears throat> we were sitting around the dinner table with my daughter eating or whatever, and um, I don't even remember what we were talking about exactly, but she was like, oh, well, I want the girls to come. And I was like, well, only the girls, do the boys get to come? She was like, no. I like girls better. <laughs> I mean, you know, who can argue with the wisdom of a three-year-old? You couldn't. I mean, absolutely not. There was definitely yeah. a lack of... Now, I, you know, obviously I'm not naming the dispensary. Um, I have shopped at their shops in other towns. They have other locations. And that style of checkout, actually in one of their shops, I think it's like they're behind glass even, like a little slide-through thing, which is really obnoxious. Um, But they have someone in front of the counter managing the flow. There's somebody that's there to answer questions at the wall so that you don't have to ask all your questions of the cashiers. So they're not following their own setup. Right. Um, And then leaving these five 20 something dudes because they were (laughs) dudes. They weren't guys. Right. In charge of the flow. Well, they don't give a shit if the cute girl in front of them ever leaves their counter. Right. Which I don't either. Not a problem. They also don't care about him ever leaving their counter. Nope. They got no benefit to moving that line happily along whatsoever. So I will not. And I I have not been. I always say systems are the key. So important. So important. And they I don't if if at all possible I do not like to purchase prepackaged cannabis. I hate it. It's always so dry and powdery and I just have never bought anything in the little Ziploc prepackaged thing that was great i've had smokable pot but it's just never been great but if i get deli style good pot in a container it's usually great still it doesn't become powdery dust in a container so i was going to that shop mostly for either like a concentrate type product or a edible um however i am also asked my opinion on my experience in local shops very often 
very, very often. Businesses need to be aware that just because the middle-aged white lady who doesn't look like she knows anything about pot is in your shop, she could be someone other than who you think she is. Right. And you should probably be respectful of... I mean, when it comes down to it, every single client. You don't know anybody. Exactly. Every client, like, this person might be an A-lister who could take your business to the next level. You never know. Or you never. A, that's my point, yeah. An A-lister that could send your business crashing into the ground. Some little you old lady know. could be someone else. Yep. You never know. So treat people right in customer service. So you had to follow up with management and all that kind of stuff. And they did eventually kind of somewhat Someone called me a week later um, while I was on vacation, actually. Left one voicemail. Uh They also have my the ability to contact me via email because I did leave my email. And I believe they were contacted by two people um, who heard about this that had that it had happened had both contacted me and said, you know, I, I know that shop. I know someone there. Would you mind if I, you know, I'd hate for them to not know about this. And I'm like, feel free to tell them what happened. It's, you know, fine with me. However, that was probably more of the motivation of them contacting me than themselves. You know what I mean? I think they were possibly pressured by the people you Community. might know in high places. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not call back after the, the one call. Um, I was not going to call back on my vacation when I was feeling happy and dragged myself back to that annoyed mood. And I don't feel right. like educating businesses. Um, and she sounded... It sounded like a begrudging call, I guess. She sounded like she was begrudgingly calling in the first place so i don't know i was one feeling it and i don't really care it's not my business right i'm not i'm not going to work hard to improve them is basically my thought that's that's not my job to work hard to help help them improve their business that's their job well customer service customer service uh, you know, welcome back to the Mama's Baked podcast. We've just kind of been chit-chatting. Uh, we shit. season, And oh my goodness, can you believe it? We have had like, you know, we have like 50 listeners per episode so far. That's way more than you and me alone. That is. Because that is. I definitely have not listened to every episode 25 plus times. In fact, I haven't listened to every episode one full time, although I have <laughs> listened to many of them. I thought about it in the car on the way back from Vegas and literally one minute of the sound of my own voice sent my spine so cringe. Yeah, no, I cannot drive in the car and listen to this all the way home. It's funny, though, because uh, a a group of ladies I work with from L.A. have started – it's a collective, the We Think Collective. I've probably mentioned it once or twice over whatever the course of our season, but – they also began a podcast or released a podcast. Of course, this is very professionally produced and all that fancy stuff. But well, 
Yes. Uh, but, uh, oh, and there I lost my thought. The point being, they also, yes, I remember, they also cannot listen to their own podcast. I was like, yeah. I loved it. Every episode, they're like, awesome, because I can't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably just better. Normal for that. Good. But uh, yeah, but people are listening, so we can only assume you guys are liking it okay. We'd love to hear that you are listening because, you know, we see you, we see your numbers, but I don't know. Are you hearing feedback? No. No. We did get mentioned. I don't know if they're actually, if it was the podcast or the magazine now. I'm writing for the Cannabis Cactus. Right, right. Um, got a shout out on the Clayton McKee show. Um, oh yeah, we I was listening to. Awesome. I thought that might happen. Yeah, my friend Marnie and her partner Aaron were engaged and came up to Sedona to let me know that they had gotten engaged and they hadn't <laughs> told anybody yet. So they were announcing it on the show and they were going to bring cake and champagne. Um, like a day or two later to their podcast and let their cast members know that they were engaged. So I saved that podcast to listen to. That's the one I ended up listening to on our way home from Vegas in the car because it's a four and a half hour drive. Nice. Um, I got the, got the shout out. So the vortexes are swirling I, hard today. I think that it hates us today. I think so too. Let's tell everybody what we're going to do this season and wrap her up. Heck yes. Chatty. It's a chatty kind of day today. We're just here to say hi and we're back and let you know what we got planned and tell you what we were doing while we were off. So what do we got in store for the next? We're going to talk about a lot of different stuff over the course of the season. We're going to definitely dig a little deeper into the cannabis space. There's really so many ways to talk about what's going on out there right now and how that pertains to, you know, you or listener us as, you know, uh, what's our name for ourselves? Mama's face. Yeah, as as Mama's Bake. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the national politics, what states are legal and kind of what's the status, because that's all changing so quickly, the truth is. So we'll give an overview, but, the, you know, it, it could be very different soon right? after that. So yeah. we'll pull together as much information as we can. Um, Maybe talk then- about how some states are concentrate only in some states you can't have concentrate and the logic right that. it's just so crazy and of course that does tie into arizona and what we have going on here which there's been no change since we left off i have not from heard us. i have not yeah. heard anything a couple of videos that i have pulled up that um actually were supposedly going to be on the topic uh, were weirdly not. It was almost like they're using clarification of the topic as a sales tool to get you to watch their video. It was very weird. A couple of videos I ran across where that's that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, really? It's <laughs> just crazy. So yes, but we can touch base. I have not heard of any arrests, raids, um, any need to use the legal action fund. Um, I do not believe we have any cannabis measures on the ballot this year as well. 
Right. Nothing official, huh? They didn't get enough signatures for... In time. Right. Nope. So, nothing on the ballot this year right now. Although, you know, as it's often done, most legislation that I've ever seen <laughs> is done, you know, as little addendums to... Um, to other legislation that's going through, you know, they add a little line in there and say, okay, well, this is the budget, for example, mm -hmm. that we're going to approve. Uh, but right here, we're going to add this little line that says uh, cannabis will be, uh, or marijuana in all its forms by the name of this, this, and this will be referred to as cannabis legally from now on out, or, you know, whatever it might be. And, and right. something could make you know a gigantic difference in, in the legality and the legal landscape, so to speak. Um, and there just, does seem, yeah, there does seem to be a group looking into working on something like that. Definitely, right. And of course, my example was based on zero legal knowledge. I have, I know nothing. So nobody say like, oh, Bridget said. <laughs> <laughs> quote, quote, don't quote me. That laws through and changes if, uh, with these little extra lines in other bills that are happening. I have a friend from high school that I believe is running for the legislature in Arizona. Um, yeah. But I think he's been on the legislature for a few years. So yeah, that, that'll be interesting. Robert Meza, if you are ever interested in any additional cannabis um, support, <laughs> You know who to call. Um, so I had to figure out like who my candidates are, and of course, we're going through primaries right now. So mm. I just got all the early voting packets this week, so I'm excited Very. to vote. But it's the primary still right now, and I just moved right a month ago, so I haven't even had a chance to really like connect with a lot of um, these individuals. However. Sure are some exciting ones that I had been hearing about prior and that I had been excited to be able to vote for and now I do get to vote for some in the in the primaries that I'm that I'm looking forward I hope they win the primary she wins the primary and we can move forward um yeah. but I have to find out about cannabis still I have a feeling though you know I feel like the I feel like everybody wants to kind of make cannabis legalization their platform right now in some ways you know it's and very very trendy very and popular. we're going to talk about that and using it now both mm -hmm. as a platform or as a way to undercut someone else's platform. Right. So there's, exactly. you know, let's do it before they can get the credit kind of thing. Exactly. Which we, that's a big topic right there to dive into. Um, and that's a big topic right there, girl. Yeah, that's <laughs> on our list. Uh, we got that on our it's list. On our list. We're dive into it a little more. Uh, we're going to look at a little bit of the, the difference between like legalization and decriminalization. You might hear these two terms thrown around a bit out there. So we're going to dig into that more and talk about what that looks like, what that means, what it could mean or whatever. It always confuses um, so me. So it'll be good to have that clarified once and for all. Yeah, get it clarified because the, the really important thing is there are a lot of different things happening out there right now in this space. And there's a lot of different, you know, even at the federal level, people coming and presenting this bill and that bill to legalize stuff. And some people would look at like all of those equally and be like, oh, they're all great. But it's important that you're educated. So that there you can are, tell yeah. Great. And they definitely are some strong debates about this topic. I mean, 
Let's be clear that people who talk about them do not talk about them interchangeably. There is no no interchanging. They are different things. Absolutely. And they serve totally different purposes. They serve a different uh, master, so to speak, you know, that they have a good outcome or bad outcomes for different people, so to speak. So correct. Conversation there. We're going to talk a little bit about Oh, some of the best and newest products that are out there, even though officially, you know, concentrates are illegal in Arizona. Uh, but mm. nevertheless, there's a lot of great products out there. And, you know, some of them we make ourselves, some of them we uh, adapt and some of them we purchase, but we're going to share them with you guys. And um, we could just, we could, we could talk to them about generally what is available in your dispensary. And I what look- is technically legal, illegal, they are for sale in legal shops. So I know I always have friends uh, contacting me from Idaho because that's where I grew up, right? And mm-hmm. Idaho obviously the illegal state. I mean, Idaho has some crazy laws on the books. But um, I mean, you know, most of them are from like a city like Coeur d'Alene, for example, which is literally 40 minutes away from Washington. No, 30, 40 minutes away from the state border. Now, you, of course, can't transport back and forth. But I'm like, you know, look. Right. Yeah, close enough. You're gonna have to adventure out here. <laughs> it's a recreational situation in Washington too. You could just move over to the valley, cheaper rent, better prices. You know, I mean, it's not that big a deal. No, there uh, are, but yes, I get there. I mean, I understand it's. Yeah, it's uh, tough. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are like, oh my goodness, I've never gone into a dispensary. That's so scary. I'm like, no, it's really, it's not. I promise, it's not scary. Like. You could totally do it. They might ignore you for too long. Uh, uh, they, they may, you may never get to the counter. They may not get yeah, you may never get to the counter, but I mean, they're definitely not going to like, you know, harm you or boo or, you know, they're not going to scare you or nothing. Like, it'll be good. Everything will be good. <laughs> my, I, I can leave it general. One of my children was visiting a recreational state over the weekend and made her first visit to a dispensary. We haven't chatted because she got home late and had to go to work. So I haven't chatted with her about the experience per se. But yeah, it's recreational where she was visiting this weekend. Yeah, that would be interesting. It's different, but I've actually been in a recreational facility. Me too. uh, It's actually the exact same, except you Mm -hmm. just have to have the paperwork filled out, which actually I lied. It was not recreational yet. Was uh, this was Cali? Simply, no, this was actually Vegas. It was simply that, I'm sorry, it was just that it was uh, reciprocal or whatever, where our yeah, cars yeah. And I was just in Vegas, too, and it is reciprocal. Um, medical program. They will recognize medical cards from other states. And the, the benefit, now they still do that, uh-huh. along with having recreational. But you pay three times the tax if you purchase recreational cannabis over, if you show them your medical card, you pay, you know, like it's 10% versus 30% tax. So incredible. Yeah. You know, that's not bad though, because I mean, hey, yeah, yeah. these people pay it because they don't want to buy a card and have it all the time. Right. You know, I'm not opposed to that model. Now, I've heard some higher numbers in L.A. for those recreational taxes. Yeah. Uh, and I was just pulling those out of my ass. I don't even know what it is in Vegas. That was just random, the hypothetical for the example. 
yeah, but it's something like that. It's, it's probably not far off from, from those numbers. So, yeah, we'll be talking a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit of, we have some, there's a big science conference coming up at the end of the month. We hope to get some info on um, in Portland. Cannabis Science Conference. How, do you know how many years they've been doing this? I do not. I do not. Not not enough. At least last year, and we were just reading through last year's topics of which we uh, have access to, and uh, there's some fascinating ones in there. There's just it's just hours and hours and hours of information though. Uh, ooh, so much, but can't wait to dig into it this year. And they get real deep into um, topics. science. Yeah, <laughs> go figure. they get into like genomics and what were some of the topics pharmoeconomics was one of the words because that's the biggest word I really know among all the words we heard (laughs) Um, I I do have science means I'm pretty sure they're talking about how trichomes affect the body yeah that one I want to know that one that one I was um I do have access to last year's information and some right. of this stuff was modern molecular genomic tools. I'm looking at them now, parenting oh. strains and intellectual property. So they're getting into the real nitty gritty. Um, we can do a general overview of the kind of breakthroughs that are going on. Hopefully we will be able to access that around the end of the month, beginning of next month. Fingers yeah. crossed. Um, so yeah, we're going now we'll talk about last year's because that's yeah. even last year's topics are all news to us because they're so in-depth right uh that's right we're also after products so the the we'll talk about more about the conference before we talk about products but then after products we're going to talk a little bit more about self-care and or self-care experiences with cannabis some of like what's going on out there, who's doing what, how are they doing, what's it look like. It might all seem very normal and commonplace to some of us who have been in a legal market for an extended period of time. Uh, But I know that to (laughs) people in the United States, at least, and probably in Canada as well, a lot of these concepts still are rolling out and there's still new concepts for sure. We're still at the very, very forefront of, you know, an iceberg of, of information and ideas and executions and implementations of all this, but self-care experience For sure. And I know that a lot of my, <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it self-care or bribery, revolves around <laughs> cannabis because my, I do a lot of my projects. Um, I, I have little like I have a little setup I have rolled joints on my desk <laughs> that's my little that's my little yeah. bribe when and I'm- yeah I get I get certain pots if I do a certain thing and on my day off I get get rewarded with other things and for me <laughs> not exactly the entire concept that we will be discussing but also <laughs> like a self-care habit I have Oh, I didn't hear the last thing you said. I said, but something to keep in mind. Yeah, I love the joint at my desk because I like I 
have that hand freedom of not having to manipulate my bong and take up bong space. And I can set it down and relight it throughout my project. So yeah. We have a really important timing to process for, for why we chose when we did to, to record and release <clears throat> our different topics because right after self-care time, it's going to be time to move into some politics. We're going to have yeah. at that point, you know, we uh, should be done with the primary uh, moving towards our November elections and we're going to really start to be knowing. So we're going to tell you about it right now. Okay. Put this out, hashtag, hashtag. We're going to be looking for you guys to ask your candidates about how they feel about cannabis, cannabis legalization, and or decriminalization. Look for those words once you know the difference. Um, and um, let's just see what we can get going in terms of making sure that we are really clear on what all of our candidates feel about uh, cannabis legalization or decriminalization. Yes. Um, then and topics in your area to um you know here was it it was two years ago when cannabis recreational cannabis was on the arizona ballot and had for the concept probably 80 percent approval however the way that that particular bill was written in such a way that it removed patient protections it wasn't supported so it'll be interesting to see if any of those battles show up in that election. And we'll know more about those when that time gets closer. Right. So. And, and then our, yeah. Other topics to uh, discuss this season. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit later in the season about what's new in health in Canada's after that. Uh, conference and kind of just there's just new stuff coming out all the time so just give you an update on kind of what's going on with all that Um, we're going to talk a little bit about cooking with cannabis we're going to talk a little bit then about the business of cannabis both from the perspective of you know working as an employee in the cannabis business you know in a dispensary or what have you as well as uh, business ownership in the cannabis space and what that looks like, what kind of models are working, not working, you know, what we're seeing out there, uh, just all over, what kind of opportunities really are out there. So we're going to talk a little bit about that at the, you know, at the end of the season. And uh, if you have a cannabis business, please feel free to share it with us. We'd love to hear uh, your plan. Obviously, we never discuss anything. We sign NDAs on, and we're not really offering NDA level type of stories right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to hear about your cannabis business, you know we'd love to hear about it, and we'd love to share it if that's what you're looking to do. Um, yeah, and if you know, yes. if it's something that's worth sharing, of course. <laughs> Absolutely, get some uh, get some uh, little little info out to our patients about our experiences with the different um, positions in the industry. I've worked as, I guess I was kind of like a bud tender in the original co-op position. We were sort of patient consultants, bud tenders and growers, and we sort of did everything. Um, But then operating cannabis kitchens and you worked in more of the administrative side. So we do have some insights on the cannabis industry we will give you um a little bit of a peek inside what that looks like it's basically just a business and uh you know we will we'll talk more about it but people need to understand 
You know, you don't get to work in a bar and drink all the booze <laughs> and go to work drunk. And yeah. Like magical, you know. Yeah. Where I just sitting around smoking weed all day and just rolling in the dough. Well, that might have been the co-op, but that's we didn't get any of that dough. <laughs> we spent it all on electricity. So, yeah, <laughs> we will we'll give you some honest. I've, I've got some great stories about, you know, being this person that had kept cannabis a secret and our use of cannabis for 20 years going to a person who is in a room with five giant containers of weed, <laughs> you know, outweighing me. Right. Yeah, it's a it's it's surreal, but it's a business, and we'll talk about that. That's the thing, you know, it's just a business like any other business when it comes down to it, but it just has a lot of extra risks on top of it right now. Exactly. You know. Freedom, risk to your freedom and your finances. Is anybody else? Yep. Yep. Pay taxes, but can't have a bank. Or yeah. A bank. Right. They literally have to deliver tax money in cash to the, you know, state revenue office or whatever, the treasurer's office or whatever. Yeah. This is what yeah. the dispensaries are going to do. It's outrageous. You know how much money that is, too. Uh, it's outrageous. Millions. Look, I'm trying to talk about it too much because, you know, it's already it's dangerous. <laughs> dangerous, you know what I'm saying? I mean, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody is doing that. Some person is carrying that cash. It's like... Government thinking, like what are you? Thinking? I was that girl. I used to take, you know, five to ten thousand dollars to the bank every day for the co-op. Yeah, and I hated it. I hated that job. Hated that part of it because I knew there was going to be no forgiveness. You know, if I got robbed, it'd be oh, that you lost five grand. But imagine so, when it's taxes that you're paying and this is what you're putting yourself to go pay them taxes that they are then not going to use to protect you and your business in any kind of way. Like any, They're actually going to use them to fund closing you. Yeah, exactly. They're going to use this money, your money, to basically make your life shit. And you are <laughs> in danger to bring it to us. And you better do it because... Otherwise, we're going to make your life shit. Sounds a little like a mafia. I don't know. What fun. So, yeah, that's the cannabis industry in a nutshell. But we'll go more into depth in that for sure for you. Yeah, and I did just call the government the mafia in the cannabis industry, and that was an accurate description, and I stand by it. So. <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark. Be careful. <laughs> exactly. I, have traced, I have traced my family name back to Al Capone. So, it's in a book I've got the book uh, so yeah we got nice we got some great topics and we um, are excited about sharing more information and perfecting our pod craftery is it pod craftery <laughs> something's gotta give pod mastery yeah. And we will continue to work. We do struggle. I'm up in the forest with multiple vortexes swirling around. And Bridget's in East Phoenix, which again has its own issues. Her boobs are just waiting to descend upon her home. So right. we do Mission. have struggles. I don't know the deal with net neutrality, but I do know that they're already charging me for lower quality internet and more for higher quality internet, which was part of the whole thing, wasn't it? 
Yeah, that that whole thing was a bunch of shit. The um, there was a bunch of aligning our websites to be in guidance with the EU guidelines, which yeah. has also been a cluster. Oh my god, outrageous! I did look out. We our illustrious forty-five uh, allowed, invited, welcomed the Russians to interfere with our election process. Do you think? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Come on over. Come join us. Good idea. Yeah. No, I had um we had our local internet guy happen to be in the restaurant for lunch. Like whoever runs again, keep in mind people, I'm in a town of ten thousand to twenty thousand max who has and our town has four to six million visitors a year. So we're a very odd duck of a town. Like you know, Basically, the tourists use up all our budget for police and fire. <laughs> so it's just a weird place to live. But um, the head of the whoever runs the sudden link here or our internet happened to have lunch in the restaurant and happened to ask if we had sudden link. And because we have a business, we have to have dual internet. We have to have our first internet and a backup internet to cover if the first one goes down. Right. And usually if one goes down, they both go down. But we have dual internet for that reason and he told him you know this particular one is our first and this particular one is our backup he goes but our first isn't that great and he's like well that's my company what do you mean it's not great and he's like well my wife can't watch a tv show without it getting a little spinny thing on tv and sure as shit he's like oh well, that'll never happen again and it hasn't so i don't know what switch he flicked where he flicked it <laughs> but my internet has been great ever since then so hopefully none of my servers piss off the internet guy when he's in my restaurant because I um, probably will never get to watch a full show again. <sighs> that's that's the internet story. So hopefully that will go in our favor this podcast season. Fingers crossed. No haboobs, no whammies. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that will work in our favor. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yeah. So on that note... We appreciate you all. We'll see you next week to talk about the different laws in different states in the United States regarding cannabis. Yes. Welcome uh, back. Yeah, please drop questions, whatever it is, wherever you are, where you're finding us. Send us an email. Visit us at pot of... Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.